There was a poll that was just released this week, and it says that 80% of American adults believe in a higher power or God. And in Europe, that number is 51%. And at least in this country, in 2017, that number was 87%. And in 2011, that number was 90%. And even though it seems as a whole, faith is decreasing, the numbers seem still relatively high. Yet this poll also said that half of those people who say they believe in at least some version of God, half of those people say that this faith is basically irrelevant to their actual lives. In other words, out of that 80% who say they believe in God, half of those people say that this faith does not impact or influence their life at all. And these statistics can help us to understand why, you know, many people today will say that they are spiritual, but not religious. And after listening to so many people say that, I have come to the conclusion that ultimately what they believe, or what they are trying to say is that they believe in something out there. But that this thing out there doesn't really impact their life. That this higher power, this God that many people believe in, is completely separate and distinct from their real lives. And in many ways, this is the popular theology of the modern world. God is over here, and me and my life are over here. Christian faith is entirely different. In fact, it is the exact opposite. We don't believe in something out there. But rather, we believe in someone who, though is certainly transcendent, is also very near to us. St. Augustine says that God is closer to me than I am to myself. 
And so not only do we believe that God is close to us, but we believe that his very presence sustains us and affects every moment of our lives. Jesus tells us today in the gospel, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted, and it would obey you. Jesus is reminding us that faith and life are not two distinct realities. That there's a very intimate connection between faith and our real life. Simply because God is our real life. In fact, He is our only life. There is no life apart from Him. In St. Paul's letter to the Romans, in chapter 1, verse 5, St. Paul uses this phrase where he talks about the obedience of faith. And the church, especially at Vatican II, has used that phrase to remind us and to teach us more deeply what faith is. That Christian faith demands from us an obedience, a personal response to the Word of God to the revelation of God. Since, as we believe, that God has fully revealed himself to us in Christ, Christian faith cannot just simply be believing that truth intellectually, as important as that is, but that ultimately Christian faith means shaping and forming our entire lives around this truth. Conforming our entire being to Christ. In other words, Christian faith demands from us the gift of our whole self to God, in which we exclude and hide nothing and in which everything matters. And so if, at least in the modern world, many people have a lazy and indifferent attitude towards God, where can we look for not only inspiration, but as a model for what our faith needs to look like. You know, the church has always reminded us, both in her theologians and in the doctors of the church, and also in the saints and the mystics, she has always reminded us continuously that it is only Our Lady, that it is only Mary who perfectly embodies this obedience of faith.
that it is only her who accepts the incarnation, God's revelation, perfectly, and who responds to that revelation perfectly her entire life. If we want to know what faith looks like, we must turn to Mary. We must imitate Mary. And in a very real way, we must become like her. Or even as some spiritual writers suggest, we must become another Mary. Mary's faith and life are an integral whole. She lives what she believes. And we can see this in every episode in Scripture of Our Lady's life. Beginning, of course, at the Annunciation, through the birth of Jesus, the encounter at the Magi, the hidden life in Nazareth, the wedding feast at Cana, and most especially at the cross. Mary's faith is never wavering. And she's allowing herself to be formed and conforming herself around the revelation of her son. A revelation that is deeply mysterious, to say the least. But yet a revelation that is always intimately present. And this is why the church always venerates in Mary the purest realization of faith. St. Maximilian Kolbe says that when we invite Mary more deeply into our lives, that our words, our thoughts, our actions, and our faith becomes pure and more immaculate because she is all pure and she is immaculate. And she takes by her very presence the laziness and the indifference of our hearts and transforms them into a greater love for God and for neighbor. We cannot at the same time be with Mary and not grow in faith. It is utterly impossible. And so let us turn to her today and give ourselves more fully to her so that our faith in her son becomes not merely an idea, not merely something that we just talk about, but the reality in which our entire lives are lived from.